With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on-track action, half-price entry for the Sunset Cruise and morning drive events, select private track rentals, the annual Season Pass holder luncheon, and so much more. Go to RoadAmerica.com. Welcome all. We are glad you're here. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. An exciting day tomorrow as we get the brand new big unit cruiser. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to pick that up. Uh, Going to have it down at Jimmy Buffett and up at Packers Training Camp and then out at Sturgis in South Dakota and got some traveling to do. Cunis, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. And I just uh, did the other day. A really nice letter from Caroline who talked about the service at Cunis and Sheboygan and what they went through and the over and above they uh, did to, to take care of her when they were uh, when they were uh, camping out at Road America. So just not only great vehicles that they have, but great service as well. No finer place. Uh, no finer place. Go to Cunis RV, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is Cunis RV. Dot com. Joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is here. Michael, how you doing, pal? I'm great. I'm great. I'll tell you. You know, as hard as I try and work for this show, you know, like I, I get to ask this question point blank of Aaron Rodgers right after that gut wrenching loss to the Forty ers Like, you know, what were you thinking throwing to Devontae when Alan Lazard was wide open? And he gives us an honest answer on that. Or like two or three summers ago, I said, hey, you know. I think Jake Kummerow's in trouble. I think this kid Malik Taylor is going to push him out, and we turn out to be right on that. No, no. When I run into people, I get like four or five of your listeners say, "Hey, Bill was talking about that garden hose video you did." Uh, that's what people want to talk about. <laughs> that's what it's called 90th birthday. Yeah, 90th birthday. There you go. That was awesome. So I'm We've making got people a point now to add wanting... on my list of things to do. I will talk to. Alan Johnson, the Lambeau Field groundskeeper for like, you know, the last 20 years on, on uh, what he can recommend for, you know, a, a better uh, faucet head like that, you know, a gun for to use and, and why they have such a setting like that. Now, did you see that we had people recommending different products for you to review and one of them was yes, the potty putter? Yeah, I, and, I, and I really, I, this is a family show. I don't think we should go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see the video the of you. Stool, the pooper? What was that? <laughs> the, the butt putter. <laughs> <laughs> the pooper putter. That was awesome. See, I sometimes I say this to the program director. Why are you getting on us? The, the listeners are always more more risque than we are. You know? They right. Go blue right. Before we do. Yep. It's not no us. Doubt. Yep. They're more warped than we are. <laughs> yeah. They say what we think. That's what I like about it. Sure. So, so Mike, what is? Uh, let, let's start with David Bakhtiari because we were sitting here talking before about people's concerns as the Packers are getting ready to go into training camp, and you know we really didn't get a chance to. One, we didn't hear from him. Two, uh, there was no definitive answer until really the end of the OTAs and minicamps when Matt Lafleur finally got tired of talking about it and said, "Yeah, we expect David to be here." Uh, but nobody has said, yeah, he's fine. He's going to be good to go. So how much concern is there for David Bakhtiari going into this training camp? Uh, I will tell you point blank. My gut says it's 50-50. And I want to preface this by saying this training camp now will mark, I believe, my 12th C 
season on the show. I think it was 2008 I started on your show. I, you know, we've been friends for 20 years as long as you've been in the state. But the best thing I love about being on the show is that I can tell things exactly the way I see them. I work for a host who, you know, when he when he has a hot tip, like did you know the 49ers called the team last night and asked about trading for Aaron Rodgers, and he gets a thousand people on Twitter say, oh that's clickbait, oh you're making that up, and the next day the 49ers admit, yeah we called, and four days later Mark Murphy says, yeah we've been flying out to L.A. and taking turns the last three months, we're in a bit of a crisis. He's a complicated man, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we don't make up clickbait on this show in my reports, because we don't need to. We're there every day, and I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the same thing. If you come to the huddle and see us in a bar in person, than what I say on the air. I, I'm just telling you a gut. David Bakhtiari, to me, from what the coaches said and everything else, is 50-50. And it's a concern. It's been a year and a half since he has the torn ACL. Then I think there's some questions about how he was – maybe over-conditioning and then had to have it scoped. His admittance in terms of the the draining he had to do, 15 out of 17 weeks last year, the half that he played against the Lions, those are the only snaps. And then they're trying to now be so careful with this guy to not even put him out there on the field during minicamp. We saw him all through the OTAs, but he's on the sidelines walking around, not on an exercise bike, just resting and healing. You know, you hope that that's enough healing time so that July 27th, he's on the field. If he's not, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if maybe they wait another couple of weeks. Don't be surprised if they have to wait until September. I don't know. That's up to the doctors. They'll have the final say. But, you know, it could be two years. But you say, you know what, We're gonna, we've invested in this guy. We, his career's not over and we'll wait as long as it takes for that knee to go. If he's healthy and he can play and get through the start of training camp, you know, guarded, like taking rest and wear the brace, fine. So he's your left tackle. Then it's John Runyon, a left guard. Then it's Josh Myers at center. Then probably Royce Newman at right guard. And then Yash Nyman at right tackle. If Bakhtiari can't go, I assume he move Nyman to left tackle. Then it gets interesting. Because Elton Jenkins is probably, with as well as Runyon played last year at left guard, Elton Jenkins is probably your new right tackle. Uh, but he'll be a, he'll start on the PUP. I mean, his ACL is what November, mm-hmm. so you know he'll start out on the PUP. So these depth charts, like from the networks, have like Cole Van Lannen at right tackle, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's nothing I saw from the kid from Ashwaubenon and the Badgers last year that said he's quite ready to start, or Caleb Jones or even Rasheed Walker, seventh-round pick, that's that's a fuzzy area at right tackle if Bakhtiari's not there, and we know that Elton Jenkins won't be there at the start of training camp for the offensive line. So that's my take on it right there. I think it's 50-50. So let's go with other concerns, Micah. We talked about the offensive line, uh, and when, you know, I think everybody talks about the the wide receiving group, and I don't have as much angst about the wide receiving core and Aaron Rodgers getting it done as maybe others do. Do you? Are you are you worried about, you know, Rodgers being able to throw the ball? No. Um, you know, you go back and forth with these theories like, well, you know, uh, with Devontae Adams gone and, you know, over half of the passes went to Devontae last year, 
the rest, you know, went to scattered between five other receivers, and that this will force him to spread the ball around. No, he's not going to change. Aaron Rodgers looks for the guy he can count on the most, and he feeds him the most. He did that with Jordy. He did that with Devontae. He'll always look for that security guy because he plays football so he doesn't throw interceptions, and he plays on percentages, and he plays on guys that he can trust, and he judges defenses by by his predictions, by, his, by by percentages all the time. So I think, against what some of the other national depth charts say, I think it's Lazard. I think it's Sammy Watkins, the veteran at 29 years old. If he's healthy, it's Cobb in the slot. And then, you're, you know, you're talking about Amari Rodgers and Malik Taylor. And, you know, Jawan Winfrey, I talked about him in camp. He was impressive. Then he got injured and missed some of the preseason, but they try to get him in there late in the season. But, you know, the way Jawan plays, both as a receiver, sometimes he's on special teams, reminds you of MVS at times. Just by his – he's not as fast. Nobody is. But, you know, he's close to that. So in terms of body types and all that. Christian Watson is really young with a lot of talent. I mean, he almost kind of reminds you – Look at those pictures of Giannis when he was 19, you know, and how much he's changed. You hope that Christian Watson will build and build and get bigger in the upper body and obviously smarter as a football player, but he's got a lot of potential. Some people have got him right there on the front line. They'll start the rookie. I, I, I would be surprised. But Romeo Dubs is, is an impressive, tough-minded football player. Kind of reminds you a little bit as a possession receiver over the middle like James Jones did, you know, once upon a time. Or a guy can actually beat some of these defensive backs on the sidelines. Samari Torrey, the kid out of Nebraska, short, quick, speedy, fast cuts, maybe a future slot guy, uh, seventh round. Even Rodgers mentioned at his locker mm-hmm. during minicamp, hey, that kid had some moves too, and he did. In the one practice that we saw with Rodgers out there, they were featuring that kid over the middle, out of the slot, running some slants, and, you know, he's pretty impressive. So they've got lots to pick from. And it's not to say that something still might happen during camp. I mean, something dramatic, you know, like Julio Jones comes in and maybe plays half a season or something. Uh, or or, there, or they know other kinds of receivers that could be on a team that might be deep at the position. This is a team that kept building and doing a better job of it than they had done the last five years where they pick up guys like, you know, like Rasul Douglas because they had a need. They, you know, they picked up, uh, you know, a, a great inside linebacker. They pick, they, they'll, there's some guys on a depth chart, on a pro depth chart, at some point in camp or in September, they'll be available and the Packers will sign them and put them over one of these undrafted guys or, or draft picks and they'll beef up their wide receiver crew like they've done with their uh, – the defense the last couple of years. So let's go to the defensive side of the football. As uh, you know, we look at it, I know there's a lot of promise and a lot of hope for Jair Alexander to come back and have Pro Bowl form, obviously for Stokes to take the next step forward. Thoughts on on the the defense, but I'm going to go with, with some of the backups. T.J. Slayton, uh, another good year out of Dean Lowry, bringing in the rookies Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. You know, and then you look at some of the guys like, uh, you know, they re-sign uh, Rasul Douglas uh, to be kind of that nickelback uh, back there. 
Uh, so give me some of the depth guys on it. Cause we know the defense itself is going to be pretty good, but some of these depth guys, some of these guys that we don't talk about all the time, how they can impact this defense and make it that much better. Defensive line. You know, I got to wait three or four days into the start of camp next week before they put on the pads and then I can watch them one-on-one. So I can't really tell you except Packers defensive line on paper right now looks pretty darn good. Um, you know, Dean Lowry, it wasn't practicing. Uh, during the spring, and then people start talking about moving money around, and do are they do they have enough depth with some of the guys they brought in? Where maybe they could do to Dean Lowry what they did to Mike Daniels, you know, a few years ago. I don't think it's that at that point, but you know that name kind of comes up. Like if you're looking to to save some money and push it around for something else or help you in future years, you know, could that happen? Two guys that you know that I want to talk to are this Jerron Reed. Now 29 years old, five years in Seattle for, you know, GM John Schneider, the former Green Bay guy, and Pete Carroll. And then just the past year playing for Andy, for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, 6'3", 313. Never got to talk to him really in the spring. So I'm interested to find out what he's all about. So that's that's the take on the defensive line. Uh, inside linebacker with Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. I can hardly wait to see the number one pick. He looks so sharp in every OTA snap, in every minicamp snap, and talking to the kid in the locker room. He looks like he's been in the NFL for five years. He is really exciting. So then you go to the corners, and you start off with some people saying one of the best corner setups you got in in the NFL with Jair coming back, with Stokes and the great rookie season he had, and Rasul. Maybe you put Rasul Douglas in at the slot, but, man, the drop-off is dramatic after that if you need a backup. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Shimon Charles and, uh, uh, you know, Keyshawn Nixon. And then there's this Rico Gafford guy who's gone back and forth from corner to receiver to, you know, now this week back to corner. But, you know, he played for the Raiders and did some special teams. So your new special teams coordinator, Rich Bisaccia, worked with that guy. So mm-hmm. they know something about that. But that backup, that fourth and fifth corner, that's wide open. And the next one on defense, Bill, is the outside linebackers. Preston Smith seems to be destined to have a great year. He stepped up as a vocal leader last year with the absence of Zedarius. I think there's probably going to be some more stories and backstories uh, at the start of camp that will come out of Minnesota on what really happened between the Packers and Zedarius next week. Once I think that's when it's going to drop. Uh, but in the meantime... You know, you got Rashawn Gary playing out of his mind and, and showing you that he wants to be the guy to the leader. But then it gets to be a real question mark. And those guys only played like 65% of the snaps last year, the way they run mm-hmm. the, the defense and keep the guys fresh. So who's going to back them up? Who's going who's right. to be the other uh, outside linebackers? And that's a serious question mark. I, Kingsley Agnabare is the kid they brought up, uh, they drafted in, what was the fifth round? Out of South Carolina, Carolina. he's he's uh, slender. He looks like a tall, fast, you know, defensive end. He's going to have a shot. Jonathan Garvin, Goody seemed to be high on him in terms of what he showed last year. But that's going to be a wide-open competition at backing up Smith and Rashawn Gary at outside linebacker. 
Hey, tell me real quick uh, about the guy they picked up uh, at the strong safety, Tariq Carpenter. Um, I, I, and if you mentioned him, it was a brief second, but uh, Tariq Carpenter was a guy they picked up, I think it was a seventh round. And I've heard some decent things about him. Is there depth there, or is it a lot of raw talent? Um, I think there's some football IQ stuff that's impressive, just talking to the kid. Out of Georgia, out of Georgia Tech, and his coach stressed special teams, like put that first. And that showed up in terms of his versatility. So another position on your defense that, you know, after Adrian Amos, and Darnell Savage, you know, Vernon Scott, I mean, who's going to back up there? And, you know, you let Shandon Sullivan sign with the Vikings. So that's a kid to watch. I will tell you this overall, though. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, the you know defensive lineman from Georgia, and then those receivers we mentioned like Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samori Torrey, um, and then these, these offensive linemen, Bill, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, those two kids, Mm-hmm. They, when you talk to them and you watch how they handle themselves during these OTAs and mini camps, you have a really good feeling. It's it's the same feeling you had watching Josh Myers or John Runyon Jr. when they first came to town, or even years past like Corey Lindsley or T.J. Lang or Josh Sitton, or even Tauscher. You know, twenty twenty two years ago, that draft has got four or five good football players in there and give them a year or two to develop or or maybe even sooner. But I felt really good about a lot of those picks in the draft class, just watching them this spring, just talking to them in, in the locker room. But some of those other positions we talked about, like corner, you know, maybe backup uh, outside linebacker and safety, uh, those are concerning. Mike, good stuff as always. Look forward to all the camp reports. We're only about a week away, and then uh, I can't believe we're all back at it again. So uh, enjoy the rest of the time off, and then we'll talk again next week, okay? Yeah, I've got the stockholders meeting, and so we'll be yep. you know, following that closely because um, you know, we want to see really what the finances are of the team after two years of COVID and then, you know, two years ago, an empty stadium for most of the year, those kinds of things. And that's that's an important factor to talk about, too, is – Mark Murphy, you know, his clock is ticking with three years left. So we'll keep you posted on that. And, by the way, today is National Hot Dog Day. Should I go Should I go get a can of Skyline and go Chili Dog? I yeah. might go Chicago Dog someplace. I don't know. Yeah, you might have to. I, I, I didn't know. I was doing the hot dogs last night for the All-Star game, but I now that you say that, I, I might have to do that. Right. So we start yep. off with hoses and then with hot dogs. You you know, you just you take it from there. <laughs> All right, and uh, I'm telling you, the potty putter. We'll look into getting you the potty putter, and I look forward to the behind-closed-doors video of the uh, the access of the potty putter I beat myself. and the reviews. I couldn't help uh, it. Nate. <laughs> there you go. Christmas is only six months away. Do your shopping <laughs> now, man. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go, Thank you, Mike Clemens. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Clemens, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, the potty putter. Look it up. There's the butt putt, too. That's where you actually putt the ball into the, uh, well, you know, look up the butt putt. That's, that's Careful. Careful, Bill. <laughs> I had to stop myself. There you go. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage Moto Fest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to roadamerica.com. Send me some thanks to our friends at Skipper Buds. Not only do they have a great selection, great selection, uh, specifically the one in Pewaukee that I drive past quite often, but also the job that they did on installing the brand new motor in my boat. And uh, oh, the, the the Volvo 5.0, which is what the boat came with, so I didn't change it over to a Merc Cruiser. I wish I could have, but I didn't. Uh, the Volvo 5.0. V8 engine, and it ran like a champ. I mean, barely touched the key, fires right up, pump it once. I mean, just so good to go. Uh, they did such a great job. Uh, top speed of the boat, now 67 miles an hour. It's it just so good. Everything came out so great. Thanks to them at Skipper Buds. And if you're looking for a new boat, a used boat, pontoons, yachts, sporting deck boats, fishing boats, whatever, get a hold of my buddy Todd, who's the GM, the gentleman, the guy that makes the deals. Todd uh, is the GM there. Uh, at the one in Pewaukee, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. But out in service, Ryan and Kathy, kudos to them. They did a fantastic job out there. Again, Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. That's where I go, but Skipper Buds are all over. Just go to skipperbuds.com if you're looking for a boat of any ilk. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mark says, uh, good to hear from Mike. Best reporter, always uh, positive. Yeah, I know the spelling sucks. Uh, which uh, Mike is, I, I look for, part of it is, I, I like I said, uh, we talked about this earlier in the week. I can't believe that we're only 50 days away from the start of the NFL season. We're only a week away from training camp. I get all of that. And we live for football in this state. But it also means that the beginning and the end of summer is near. And that makes me depressed because I love summer. I love warm weather. I love everything about it. I love the tiki bar. I love watching baseball games outside. I love grilling out. I love I love riding the tractor and cutting the grass and doing yard work. I love all of that. Love it. But there is something to be said when football season gets here and we start bringing Mike in on a weekly basis, on a semi-daily basis, when we start talking Packers football. There is just something about it. It just It's that good as we start to do our football thing. Uh, and in my opinion, I think we do it better than anybody. Uh, always have. So uh, from going back since 1999 when I first moved into this state, and the attention and the way we break it down and the way we look at that team, I think we do it better than anybody, which is probably the reason a lot of people would listen to this program. But uh, I do look forward to football season for that reason. So, yes, thank you very much. Um, Andrew says, hey, have you checked out the photo that he sent of Pizza Del Rey's clown over on Twitter? Andrew, did you see what I posted during the last break? Did you see that? I have the actual picture that I took sitting in front of that thing Ziggy the Clown, and he talks to you. And you don't even need to put money in it, and he just starts talking to you. Freaks me out. Just, <laughs> oh, so there you go. I did post it. I saw it. There you have it. Uh, Tucker says, hey, unit, one year ago today, where were you when the Bucks hoisted the Larry O'Brien trophy? Tucker, I, uh, I'm sitting in the exact same chair I was sitting in when they won the championship. I came home that night and was sitting right here in this chair. 
Now, I was there for some of the playoff games and the finals and taking video because I, I posted video uh, as well on uh of the deer district from up above when i was upstairs in the top of the fiser forum with the 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 uh the deck that they have that goes outside and overlooks the the deer district because remember i took some video too um it, it was uh it, you know i i can remember exactly where i was standing when the packers won the super bowl i was standing on the field at at&t stadium I was in the I was on the Packers sideline in the Packers painted end zone as time wound down. I was standing there. Uh, Wayne and Larry are doing the broadcast. I knew I had some extra time because it was going to be a win and there was going to be a lot going on, so I had some extra time. So I ran down onto the field and being part of the Packers side, I was allowed on and went right out and was a part of that celebration. I'll never forget it. As long as I live, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the bear hug that Ron Wolf gave me. I'll never forget high five and Donald Driver. Uh, I'll never forget talking to Charles Woodson, who got banged up. I'll never forget any of that. I was sitting, I was downtown, and I got out of downtown because the downtown area was going nuts. I got out of downtown before the celebration began, and I was sitting right here at home in this chair. It's like when the bear. Uh, it's like when the uh, the Badgers beat uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. I, I I didn't go to the Final Four that year. And instead, we had a watch party at Stenny's. And it was shoulder to shoulder. I mean, you could not hardly breathe. It was so crowded. I still have the video of that. As the time wound down and that place emptied into the streets, and it was pandemonium in Walker's Point. I'll never forget that. There are moments in your life doing this for a living where you'll, you'll always remember where you were when. You know, being down by the clubhouse when the Brewers... Uh, clinched to go to the postseason, being in, talking with Dale Swain, being in Philadelphia with all the anticipation, and obviously it didn't turn out the way they wanted it, you know. Um, it, it's, it's there, there's there's some things, I was I remember standing on the field watching Ron Dane break the rushing, the NCAA rushing record. I'll never forget that, you know. There's, there's just some things you do that are moments in time and you never forget them. I remember to this day when I was a kid, uh, when the uh, the Cincinnati Reds beat the Yankees four straight, swept them in 1976, and my mom said, we're going downtown. It was in like the sixth or seventh inning, and my mom said, let's go, and drove us downtown. We were on Fountain Square in the middle of downtown Cincinnati when it was safe, and we we watched through. There was a, there was a, a bar there. We could see the television screen, and as they won the World Series, my mom wanted to be a part of it, and we had cowbells and everything, and went crazy. In 1975, when they beat the Boston Red Sox, we were at home in the living room watching, and everybody was out on their porches wagging, you know, cowbells and such. I never forgot that. You know, I, I just it, it's it. There, there are moments and times when things happen you never you, you never forget. So, Tucker, great question, because one year ago today, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, Giannis dropped a 50-burger, and the Bucks win a championship. And it was just, it was so magical. It was so magical. Um, Andrew says, what about when Brett Favre threw the interception in the NFC Championship game against the Saints and Paul Allen lost his mind? I, again, I was, with, uh, I was with Jim Lombardo from Bell Ambulance, and we were down at Stenny's, as there was a mass amount of people 
that gathered to root against the Vikings and against Brett Favre. Uh, it was, I'll never forget that. And he rolled out and threw that pick, and the place erupted. I mean, erupted. I think it would have killed all of us Packers fans had Brett Favre thrown his way into another Super Bowl wearing purple. I, I, I we, we, we probably all would have melted and died right there. But when he threw that pick, uh, the place erupted. I'll never forget that either. So there's, there's, you know, like Ben, is there a moment in, in sports history time that you'll never forget where you were? Yeah. I mean, the Eagles Super Bowl from five years ago now. Wow. That's a okay. long time ago. Nick Foles threw, threw that team into the Super Bowl. They win it. Where were you when? I mean, when, this, du- when Doug Peterson hoisted the trophy, I wish I had a good story. I was sitting on my friend's couch with a lot of my other friends, but I remember the couch in the setting. Well, I was out when the uh, when the Phillies won the World Series back in 2008. I was uh, at home sitting on my couch as well with my parents. But then we went out to Broad Street, and it was a scene there back home. Yeah. I don't have any cool stories because I was young, and you know, didn't I wasn't sure. able to go on the field, but definitely remember the moments. Okay, well, but you remember it. You'll you'll never forget where you were, the emotion you had. You'll never forget that, no matter what. When Michael Vick threw that interception to Riley Cooper in the end zone, remember that one as well. There you go. I remember sitting in the press box in St. Louis watching Brett Favre throw the six interceptions and just feeling like, oh, my God, please make this end. I remember fourth and 26th in Philadelphia when Mike Sherman said, we're going to ride that offensive line to a Super Bowl. And then when they had the chance to punch it in on a fourth and goal, he chose to kick, and the offensive line looked at him like, are you kidding me? But that's why you draft a kicker. Then right after that, B.J. Sander, the punter, was picked up the next year in the draft. Uh, I, I'll never forget that. Never forget it. Um, I remember when Michael Vick beat the Green Bay Packers in frigid weather at Lambeau Field. I was there. I remember when Brett Favre tried to force it into Donald Driver in his last game ever as a Green Bay Packer. And we thought, oh, my God, they're going to drive down. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to win this game. It is going to be fantastic. And Brian Noble and I were setting up in the atrium. Channel 4 from Milwaukee was setting up off to my right. Carol Meekins uh, was we, – we all felt they were going to win. She was jumping up and down. And then the pick was thrown. And it was silence. It was people literally laying down like – like the Hale-Bopp Comet, everybody had just drank purple Kool-Aid or something and croaked. People were literally laying down almost sick in the atrium, like just bodies of cordwood just strewn about. People just couldn't believe it. And then the Giants went on to win. I, I There's certain things, we, you just remember stuff like that. Just so cool. Just so cool. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we're woefully late for a break. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Road America, your national park of speed, has great offers for everyone. Military members, veterans, kids, student passes, groups, and corporate offers as well. Cure your need for speed by going to roadamerica.com. That's roadamerica.com. But I uh, got uh, a cigar, or a cigar, I got a golf outing coming up on uh, Friday. A charity golf outing that I'm going to be playing in, so I'm not going to be here on Friday. And then, obviously, uh, the Buffett concert and such on Saturday. So uh, some cigars are needed. So heading down to Nice Ash today 
And if you're looking for uh, something local and you want to enjoy a good beverage, uh, whether it's whiskeys or bourbons or what have you, uh, catch some music on the weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's The Nice Ash in downtown Waukesha, thenicash.com, thenicash.com. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Good, good stuff. Um, Ben, uh, this is from Mark who says, um, he says, the top five greatest players in Philadelphia, you should recognize their names. Dr. J, Allen Iverson, don't forget about Wilt Chamberlain. He says, Moses Uh Malone, Moses Malone. And then he says, Mike Schmidt uh, slash Pete Rose. And he said, if you go back as far as some people do, he says, Hal Greer. I, mean, I don't remember Hal Greer. I don't I remember wanna, the name, but I, I don't remember the name. I don't want to debate his top list of Philly athletes. My point was when everybody thinks of the city and its sports scene, Rocky mm-hmm. often comes to mind. That was my right. problem. And don't get me started okay. on Wilt Chamberlain. Give, well, give it to me. I like see. I like Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins too. Didn't I already unveil this? I I kind of think it's debatable whether he scored a hundred points. Well, I know that. Oh, yeah, that was my thought. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I wasn't sure about the... I thought maybe there was just another angst against Will Chamberlain in general. No, 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 no. Just just wondering. I, I, okay. I'm i just questioning things. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think anyone wants to hear my actual thoughts on the top Philly athletes, though. <laughs> Turn the dial. Oh, my goodness. So there you go. The, the, the top and talking about the top Philly uh, athletes. Freddie so Mitchell speak, didn't uh, didn't Charles Barkley? He played there too, right? Oh yeah, started yeah, his Charles career. Played for the seven. Yeah, started his career there for the 76ers. So he could go into that group. If you want to go one of the greatest football players of all time, Norm Van Brocklin, for all the old timers out there, former Eagles uh, center yeah. and inside yep. linebacker, back when men were men. Hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Smoking Joe Frazier too was uh, from Philly, right? Yes, indeed, I believe so. I do like uh, now bringing that up, bringing up the Rocky thing. There's a website. Oh God, I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's a boxing website, and it does famous boxers in different areas. I remember like Aaron Pryor uh, came out of Cincinnati, and he was he was all that. I mean, he he really had he was like a comet. He was really white hot for a short period of time, and then ended up getting beat. But it was like smoking Joe Frazier and Rocky. I now that you say that, I do remember that. My point precisely. Yeah, he is fake. Was Rocky Balboa? He yeah. is not real. And there's a statue. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, boy. So there you go. ESPN, Steve, I see your comment, by the way. Get out of here. Mike Mike Schmidt has to go there. Yeah, yeah. Mike Schmidt, Freddie Mitchell, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's when they picked up Pete Rose in in free agency, and it broke the hearts of every Reds fan out there. I'll never forget that when free agency hit, and he got a ton of money to go to Philadelphia. Oh, boy. That – that drove people in Cincinnati crazy. That's like Favre leaving for Minnesota. Now, Philadelphia wasn't a rival. Had he gone to the Dodgers at the time, since Cincinnati was in the uh, the National League West, uh, then it would have been crazy. But, uh, but yeah, going to Philadelphia, I'll, I'll never forget. And then to win a World Series there with them. Oof. Uh, let's see here. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 
1670. If you want to uh, want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so um, by all means. But just kind of going through some of the, the better moments as we're celebrating a day in which uh, one year ago the Milwaukee Bucks hoisted the trophy the first time since 1971 that they were able to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy and win the championship. So You know, Bill, this going, sounds kind of sad, but I will yeah. always remember where I was when Jawan Howard slapped Joel Krabenhoft. <laughs> like to the minute. Not one of the biggest moments in sports history, but at least something that's in the uh, forefront of recollection right now. I was sitting down in the bar watching that game, as a matter of fact. Then Where when, were you? Oh, I was sitting on my couch. Okay. Now, I, we were actually going to go to the game, but we decided against it because the ticket price had just went crazy. We were a little hungover. Yeah. Said, yeah, let's just okay. watch at home. And the game was over, and we were about to turn off the TV. And I said, wait a second. Someone just tweeted that there was a fight. What could this be? Mm-hmm. And then there you go. There you go. Always remember when Coach um, K lost. I, right. Yeah, Coach K lost to uh, North Carolina. Lost to North Carolina's last uh, regular season game as the head coach of Duke. Um, this is from, uh, Jackie and Jackie, this is no offense. Uh, We're just kind of reminiscing a little bit. I do not want to get into, I was talking about Philadelphia sports just because Ben is from there, but I don't want to do the top five sports figures in Wisconsin. I, that, that's, it's subjective. It's crap. It's mindless. Um, you know, I know I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that there. You know, every year there's somebody that plays really well and everybody wants to, you know, dub him or her the best ever and it's it's just it it's no i don't want to do that just just so you know no offense maybe other programs will do it but i this one doesn't i just i can remember really cool moments okay i can i can do that i can remember the heartbreak of glenn robinson missing that bunny that's that short jumper in philadelphia where the bucks could have gone on to face the the la lakers and Shaq and kobe in the nba finals i remember the heartbreak of having the nba pull scotty pippen off of that plane to say you've been suspended i remember all of that i remember traveling there i've got great stories from philadelphia from that experience it's just i don't want to do the the top five thing. Yeah, whatever uh let's do this we're going to step away take a quick break come back final segment of the bill michael show wrapping it up next covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network road america is your national park of speed the svra vintage moto america Superbikes, vintage moto fest the ntt indycar weekend secca junior sprints the trans am speed tour imsa and more it's racing at its best go to roadamerica.com Welcome back. Final segment of the day. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Sloppy Joe's out there on Hubertus in Hubertus. An old-fashioned, authentic Wisconsin pub and eatery. Love that place. Or the new place, which they uh, they redid and is just beautiful. That is Smoke on the Water in Okachi Lake. Either place, Joe and Ellen Hennis have done a fantastic job in uh, doing both in fine fashion. By the way, and if you are looking for a uh, an opportunity, we'll say, Maybe make some more part-time cash. They are hiring big time, and they're paying serious money, too. That's the best part. They're paying a lot more than uh, a lot of other people are. 
Uh, I don't want to give out the numbers, but if you're interested in uh, being a server, a bartender, uh, a cook, what have you, they uh, or just you're a young kid looking to wash some dishes and make some money, they're paying. So big time. So, uh, check out Joe and Ellen Hennessy either at Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus, on Hubertus, or head out to Okachi Lake. It's lake life, baby. Head out there at uh, Smoke on the Water. And either place, great places to go to, great places to eat at, party at, drink at, listen to music at. But also, if you want to work, they're hiring. Like a lot of people are, but they're hiring and they're paying. Paying some good money. So, good stuff there. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, by all means, do so. Uh, This is from Nicholas, who said, Bill, did you see the statement from uh, the president and general manager at Road America? Yes, it's true. They are going to Chicago. We've been talking about that all day, Nicholas. Um, Yes, it's, it's sad. Um, I understand it as we, uh, Dave Coleman was on a little bit earlier, the, uh, the race writer for, uh, the journal Sentinel, it's business. Uh, we don't like it, but, uh, but they'll, they'll be back. I got a feeling they'll be back. Just hold yourself, but it's going to be a couple of years, but I, I think they're going to be back. So it's, it's unfortunate though. I, I agree with that. Um, who's this from? Uh, this is. This is our buddy. Who's this, Steve? Our buddy Steve. Oh, by the way, uh, note to uh, the uh, the Phil- not that we're going to do a lot of Philadelphia sports, but two things that I completely forgot about uh, Ben. Two of the biggest names. One was Reggie White. Yeah, caller brought that up. I didn't know Holy if crap. I didn't know if I should claim him as Philadelphia or not. That kind of goes yeah. both ways. No, it, he he. You know, he was the the, the master uh, of defense, man. The minister of defense. He yeah. gained that name there. So, hell yes. Uh, and then the other one was Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham, he kind of broke the mold for quarterbacks. Uh, he was the first real running quarterback with athleticism and the ability to throw and do it accurately in, in all of the uh, uh, of, of Philadelphia, of all uh, the NFL teams. So, absolutely, those two guys, big time. Uh, this is from PacFans. Are you bringing back the huddles this year? Absolutely. Absolutely, we're back. As a matter of fact, um, hang on a second here. Hang on a second here. Um, well, I don't have the list of where yet. Don't have a list of where yet. But our first one, can you believe this? Our first one is August 25th. August 25th is our first huddle. Man. August 25th, holy mackerel. And they're all Thursday nights except for uh, November 16th and November 23rd. The 16th, uh, it's because the Packers play on Thursday night, and the 23rd is because Thanksgiving's on the 24th. Uh, Other than that, everyone is on a Thursday night every week beginning August 25th. August 25th. The only one... That is not going to be that not that's not going to take place is it, it will have a huddle. But I think, Ben, you're doing it is the 15th of September. I am out of town. So that is not going to be Ooh. the location. So are you are you not here? Yeah, this can be discussed at a later hour. Well, then we'll have Ebo do it or Grant. Yeah, I got yeah. Grant Bill's. I got yeah, Grant got Bill's it. tickets. I got Grant Bill's tickets to Buffett. He, he can do it. But uh, we'll figure that out. But yeah. There you go. But, yes, our first one is August 25th, uh, site to be determined. 
but you bet we're doing it. Our buddy Steve says, hey, good day, Bill. One week before training camp, I'd like to talk a little Packers. Uh, like most, I'm really excited about the new defense. They have a chance to be a dominant defense and get the ball in the hands of the offense more often. On paper, that's the key word now. They should be a top 10 or even a top 5 defense. Also want to daydream about the keys to the Packers' success in the offensive line. In a perfect world, everybody comes back healthy midseason. Think about that for a minute. We could be a dominant offensive line with Bakhtiari and Jenkins on the edges, Josh Meyer at centers, Runyon and Newman at the guards. They added what I think is quality depth with Ryan and Zach Tom. Uh, you could see the ground and pound running game starting to come into shape. Aaron Rodgers, what defense would then stop them? Could this be the year that they get over the hump finally with a lot of no-name wide receivers? Lastly, do you think that Christian Watson, the con- contract, will be completed? Uh, yes, I do, by the way. From what I understand, it's about the amount of guaranteed money. Do you think he signs by the weekend? I don't know, but I gotta got to think he's going to be in camp. There you go. That's it. That's quick. That's a way to end it. On a positive note, good stuff. Good stuff. Back at it again tomorrow. Until we talk again. Time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. America, your national park of speed, has great offers for everyone. Military members, veterans, kids, student passes, groups, and corporate offers as well. Cure your need for speed by going to roadamerica.com. That's roadamerica.com.